Welcome to Inside Markets, presented by Jackson Square Capital. Today is Monday, June 26, 2023. The information provided was compiled intraday. U.S. equities are mixed after the S&P 500 lost 1.4% last week, its first greater than 1% weekly loss since early March. Energy, REITs, and tech outperform, while healthcare and staples come for sale. Gains in REITs follow SLG's announced and partial sale of a skyscraper in New York City. The headline also lifts regional banks into a week of stress test results and likely new regulations. Pfizer's weakest among pharma after the company abandoned one of its GLP-1 candidates, while Google and Tesla are mega-cap laggards after sell-side downgrades. Treasury yields are mixed with curve flattening. The dollar index is slightly lower. Gold is up small. Nat gas is outperforming on warmer-than-expected temperatures, while base metals are mostly lower after China holiday spending fell short of pre-COVID levels. This morning's SLG headline takes some attention away from the armed weekend uprising in Russia. Most of the discussion this morning revolves around the longer-term risks to Putin's hold on power. Note that markets have a long history of ignoring geopolitical uncertainty. Market-based probability for a July rate hike remains at 72%, with New York Fed President Williams saying restoring price stability is of paramount importance. Inflation data this week includes May headline and core PCE on Friday but the data is mostly de-risked after CPI prints earlier in the month. Maybe keep an eye on tomorrow's U.S. new home sales as the sector seemingly completed its recession last year and is poised to add to GDP growth. Outside the U.S., markets will pay attention to China NBS PMIs late Thursday and Eurozone CPI on Friday. Otherwise, this is another light week of macro data before we get U.S. ISM and June non-farm payrolls next week. Shares of Carnival are lower despite a solid report and improved guidance against a very high bar given a year-to-date gain of 95%. Many 401k owners know little about the fees they're being charged and the securities they're invested in. To learn more about your 401k and to receive an allocation review, email hello at jacksonsquarecap.com. Equities are starting the week mostly lower into month-end and quarter-end rebalancing. Given the recent rally in equities and sell-off in bonds, we estimate an incremental $50 billion of equity supply will hit this week. The rebalance usually starts a few days before the last day of the month, so this $50 billion will likely spread over two to three days. The rebalance is also occurring while companies enter pre-earnings blackouts for announced buyback plans. The calendar Q2 earnings season begins on Friday, July 14th. After breaking above technical resistance at 4200 the S&P 500 rallied another 5%, with no obvious signs of exhaustion or reversal. All we know is that the index reached technical overbought status on Friday, June 16th, and was due for a period of consolidation. The 
the S&P has also pulled back 1.8% over the last six sessions. The most obvious downside target for this consolidation phase is a former resistance of 4200. This area also includes the rising 50-day moving average for the index. We would dust off our tactically bearish call if the index breaks below 4200. The cyclical sector leadership from late May needs to reassert itself if the broader market has a chance of extending gains. We see this as a low probability event given how the Fed funds rate is two times higher than the neutral rate and U.S. money supply is in outright contraction. Cyclical sector leadership often follows accelerated manufacturing PMI data and higher bond yields that reflect expectations for better growth. As we learned last week, manufacturing PMIs are not converging with services. In fact, the opposite appears to be happening with flash services PMIs in the US, UK, and Eurozone missing consensus estimates. US weekly jobless claims have broken above a multi-month range and made a new 52-week high last Thursday. While the absolute level of jobless claims isn't yet alarming, a new 52-week high indicates emerging cracks in the labor market. A similar break in jobless claims to a new 52-week high in 2001 and 2007 generated a shift from hawkish to dovish rate expectations. We expect lower bond yields through the second half with the benchmark 10-year yield falling from 3.72 to 3% by year-end. The five-year Treasury yield should decline at a similar pace, eventually leading to an upward-sloping 5.10 yield curve. A positive 510 yield spread would signal an imminent Fed pivot. The 510 yield spread is currently negative 25 basis points, with a strong support near negative 27 basis points. The moves we're expecting in both bond tenors get to an eventual positive slope. We'll see where we are when we get closer, but a plus 9 basis point 510 yield spread late in the year would likely signal an imminent Fed pivot. Jackson Square Capital provides investment management and planning for high net worth individuals and their families. If you'd like to know more, please visit jacksonsquarecap.com. Investment advisory services are offered through Jackson Square Capital LLC a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. This material is intended for informational purposes only. It should not be construed as legal or tax advice and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney or tax advisor. This information is not an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. The information contained may be compiled from third-party sources and is believed to be reliable.